You're watching and listening Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger, heading into week one of the college football season. Week zero is down. Florida State is 1-0, and TJ. That has to feel good. You took Elena to her first game, and you walked out with the dub. It's almost as much fun. I'm just trying to copy you here tonight, and so I went with a pumpkin beer. <laughs> Are you drinking a pumpkin beer or no? I'm drinking water tonight. Oh, I see I have a water here. I have a coffee. Yeah, like we just got like all the things, all the drinks. Um, yeah, no, the weekend was great. Um, I couldn't imagine my team not being one and zero right now. I don't know how that must feel um, for you <laughs> peasants, uh, but no, it was good. It was a it was a great day. I won't spend too much on the day. We'll kind of jump into the football because I've talked about this a ton. But um, the day was a ton of fun. Um, Elena did great on the car ride. She, I, I told you this. But yeah, you know, like my kid's cute. Like, so I don't have any problem saying that. And like she all is, kids are that is true. I'll all say it as a cute. less biased person. Yeah. Elena's adorable. So like imagine maybe this happens to you, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But imagine everywhere you went for an entire day and every person you met, like just immediately told you how like cute you were, how pretty right. oh, you're so pretty, you're so cute. Like you just automatically be in a good mood already, right? Like right. I wish people right. would treat me, even if they were lying, like they well, treated her because then... she was. It was a great day for her from that perspective. Um, and then she got to take pictures with the cheerleaders. She got to go down on the field. She met some of the softball players. She saw Osceola and Renegade, which that's a really cool. Like, I feel like little kids meeting out, like meeting a real live gator, like would not be a, a good thing. Like well, Albert's cool. But right. me, like a four-year-old meeting a real like My meeting a horse. kind of scared oh. Albert and Albert, yeah. uh, and Albert at the spring game, honestly. Seeing the horse though, like as a kid, like that's yeah. amazing. You that's know, it's like, cool. that's a cool mm -hmm thing and so yeah she had a phenomenal day we got tickets up in the um it was given tickets up in the champions club which is you know is Very similar cool. to you guys's club scene but yeah free popcorn free ice cream free juice free water like whatever she wanted right so right all right the popcorn she yeah her her two highlights were the popcorn and the uh fireworks that they shoot off when the players come out and they actually like, score so there's probably yeah. a lot of fireworks compared to normal yeah, it was pretty good um, for the team. She did a great job with the, um, like, raising her arms and stuff. Mm -hmm. When she uh, when she would watch other people raise their arms for touchdowns, obviously they scored a bunch of touchdowns. And so, um, yeah, no, it was really, really good. And she had a great time. Right. We left at halftime. We came home. Game was pretty much – game was over. Like, it was never in doubt. Like, right. I, we talked about this before. This team is so much worse than Jacksonville State. I also right. think Florida State has learned their lesson. Like if Florida State played Jacksonville State this weekend, they'd probably win by 30, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of people do forget in that game that Jordan Travis also didn't play. Right. They still should not have been that close. But no. But anyway, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That you kind of knew from the outset that that it was not going to be competitive. Florida State did absolutely everything they wanted to in that game. And, Did um, you see anything that that changed your opinion about, uh, you know, your your season total predictions for the year? Did you see anything that made you maybe more positive than you were going into that game? Or do you think that basically like they did what they needed to do? There was nothing that they showed that makes you think, you know, anything more than you had predicted before. But there's nothing that you saw that made you think less. Where are you at with that? Yeah, so I'd still have the team at like seven and five, and I think I have that because I think that that I you know I predicted LSU would win this weekend, and I predicted right. that Louisville would win in two weeks. Now, 
the hype of the moment may have me pick LSU at the end of this broadcast, but I, I think yeah. LSU is the slightly better team and you kind of do the pr- season predictions early, you know, trying to be somewhat realistic. So all that said, like, no, nothing, nothing changed. I, I maybe feel like, you know, if I was at like, oh, you know, there's a 50% chance that they go seven and five and then a 25% chance they go eight and four and a 25% chance they go six and six. Like I feel better about eight and four. Right. Like, right. So I might move that up yeah. to like, okay. so I, I still think seven to five is the most likely, but maybe you'd say like 50% at 75, seven to five, and then like 30 or 35%. Like it would shock me if this team only won six games outside of like a massive injury to a quarterback or something like right. that. Like I feel really good about a or seven. And I think eight is more likely than six. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see. But, but I probably felt that eight was more likely than six anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm dancing around the fact of just saying, like, no, nothing really changed for me. Like, okay. no, there was no major weakness. There was no glaring hole. The running backs looked really, really good. It's hard to know how good they, they really looked against a quality of opponent. But they looked really good. I mean, you had three guys go over 100 yards. That hasn't been done ever in 76 years of, of Florida State football. And we've played bad opponents before. Of course, right. right. So – you know, in 2012, Chris Thompson, Lonnie Pryor, Devontae Freeman, and James Wilder Jr. were on the roster. All three of the, all four of those guys played in the NFL, and they never had a game where, you know, three of the four of them hit 100. So three running backs hitting 100 yards, I mean, that's it's just big, not very yeah. common. So I think there were positives to take away. There were negatives to take away. There were a couple of guys that got a little banged up. I think they'll all kind of be back this week, and so I'm not really worried about it. But nothing to change where I'd be like, oh, okay, well, now we're definitely beating LSU. Right. Right. Now, if we beat LSU, I'm probably going to say, hey, I think we beat Louisville. Right. If we right. beat Louisville, then I'm probably going to say, like, hey, if you beat LSU, you're beating Louisville. I would hope so. You know, I mean, barring I some better... sort of, of crazy slip, I, LSU is a better team than Louisville is. I think so. I think Louisville, we'll, we'll get into this when we play them, but Louisville has a better quarterback to me. Like, I think Millie Cunningham is better than Jaden Daniels. And so that worries me because I, I worry about our secondary a little bit. But yeah, if you beat LSU, you really should not lose to Louisville. Like it's kind of like honestly, uh, if you beat LSU, there. there's not a whole lot of teams on your roster. You, I mean, excuse me, on your schedule that you should lose to. LSU is one of the best teams on your schedule. Yeah, I mean, if you beat LSU, you should beat Louisville. Mm-hmm. You should beat Wake. You might, you probably still lose to NC State and Clemson. Like those teams are ranked ahead of LSU right now for a reason. They both finished with nine, ten wins last year. Like they're they're good teams. But then there's no reason you shouldn't be in the Miami game. There's no reason you shouldn't be in the Florida game. Like, if you can beat LSU, you should be in every game the rest of the way. 100%. If, so, we'll see. Um, what do you think about your – so, yeah, nothing too crazy changed this weekend with the game. Right. I'll say I this, mean, too. Let me – go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't get to watch much because with the rain delay, the ACC network switched over to the North Carolina game. Um, so, there wasn't a whole lot that, you know – those of us that weren't there got to see outside of the highlights after the fact. But I mean, we talked about this last week. I think Florida state exceeded my expectations in terms of score, right? Like I think I wanted, I said it was going to be like 35, seven or something like that. And so, I mean that, and that's taking into account that reserves play. And we, we talked about this off the air already, but we didn't talk about it tonight, but like everybody that FSU wanted to get in, got in. Everybody they wanted to give some experience to got it. And so I think that that's like a piece of the puzzle too, when you look at what the score is, that that's actually an impressive score, given the fact that you guys, didn't you have a walk-on center play the entire fourth quarter? 
Um, you know, the love got spread around and there wasn't a drop off. And I understand it's Duquesne and they should perform. But most recently, Florida State has not. So I think, you know, to win big in a game that you should win big is a step, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, last year they lost to an FCS opponent. The year before that, they were down by 14 against an FCS opponent. Um, the year before that, they needed a missed extra point to beat ULM. The year before that, they were losing to Sam Samford in uh-huh. the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it's it's not been a good go. Yeah, and they got a lot of backups in. Like Jordan Travis played the first drive of the second half and then didn't play for the rest of the game. Right. If we'd kept the starters in, we would have gone for 60. You know, and yeah. I don't, don't think there was any reason to do that. Sure. No, I mean, that's just risking an injury. Yeah. It's silly. So, yeah, I don't really make too much of the final score. The the line ended at 41. They won by 40. So, you know, Vegas knows what they're doing sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it, they scored on every drive outside of a, an interception. Um, and then the last drive of the game, they punted. They didn't go for it on fourth and one up by 40. So um, I feel confident that they would have gotten that if they had gone for it just based on how they had been on the ground that day. So, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to this week. I think this would be the biggest – this would be the biggest win in Mike Norvell's career. This would be the oh, biggest win for 100%. Florida State. This would be the biggest win for Florida State since beating and, – and, you know, we, we argued about this last year, maybe the year before. But this would be the biggest win in Florida State's history um, – since maybe Michigan in the bowl game. And I don't even think that was that important because Florida state was already a good team then. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this may be like beating Florida in 2010, like when we were a bad team and like you started to turn the corner. Right. Right. And right. You, you know, obviously there were bigger Showed that you were on the right be- path. Right. But it's totally different. Right. This, this would be, you know, obviously the national championship was bigger than this game, but sure. you, you knew you were going to win that. Right. Like, or you knew you were supposed to be there. And so, well, you were there, so that's, uh, you know, so right. I mean, uh, national championships are big, but you've done what you needed to do to get there. Florida right. State has been kind of, you know, lost their way recently. So this would be a good step to head yeah. back to the right direction. So we'll see. Um, let's do a quick shout out. And we'll talk about this week's weekend's games. I want to give a shout out to Brunt Insurance, Greg Brunt and the folks over at Brunt Insurance from Tallahassee to the Keys. They'll take care of all of your coverage needs. Home, co Home, car, boat, motorcycle, any kind of auto, any kind of home. If it's got wheels, they'll insure it. Motor home, trailer, doesn't matter. 954-589-2204. Greg Brunt, he's a Gator, but don't hold that against him. He's usually up in, in Gainesville flexing. I'm sure he'll be up there flexing this week. Catch him at White Buffalo. Um, Greg Brunt with Brunt Insurance. Appreciate his support. Give them a call today. See if he can be I, – I am – a believer in supporting those that support you. Greg has owns my car insurance. He owns my home insurance. He saved me money on both. Give him a call today. See if he can save you money. He'll talk some football with you. If he can't save you money, he'll tell you. And he'll tell you to just stay with who you've got. But call Greg, 954-589-2204. All right, you guys winning this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I think Florida is winning this weekend. I am super, super excited for this game. Um, Utah is a great team. Right, they're coming in as the number seven team in the country. Um, they finished uh, last season the Pac-12 eight and one. Finished the season overall ten and four. Remember that Rose Bowl where they just barely lost to Ohio State, um, 48-45 maybe something like that. Unlucky, Came down their to the wire. Down, yeah. yeah, I mean their quarterback went down. They there was just you know some things that didn't go their way, but they were in it 
all the way to the end. Um, this is a good team. I saw a stat that they returned 66% of their starters. I think that Utah is a known entity, right? They have Cameron Rising as their quarterback. He is a junior. He's very good. Um, they're a talented team overall with a lot of experience. I think Florida is essentially the exact opposite in that it's such an unknown, right? We know a lot about this Utah team. We know why they're ranked the way that they are. They've got some elite tight ends. They've got great quarterback play. Like this is a talented team. We have no idea what we're going to see out of Florida. This is, uh, you know, on paper, Florida is a talented team. They have recruited well, although not necessarily up to Gator standards. They've recruited better than Utah um, over the years that make up this roster. So talent-wise, there shouldn't be, you know, there's there's no discrepancy there. Florida has more talent. But this is a team we haven't seen play in, in this system at all, right? We're going to see what Billy Ball is going to look like in Gainesville. I think this being the very first uh, game of, of Billy's era is uh, going to mean that there's a lot of extra emotion in the stands, more so than there generally is for an opener, even though Florida's crowds are rowdy. It's a sellout crowd. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. I don't think that's something that Utah can fully simulate. They've told us that they've been, you know, trying to get ready by cranking up the heat in the indoor practice facility. And like, that's just not the same. Um, so I think that that will be a factor, although I think that crowd and noise will be even more of a factor than the heat. But I mean, you know, you can basically chew the air in the swamp in September's. So when you're coming from Utah, that is going to uh, smack you right in the face. I think as AR goes, so goes Florida's team. I think they have enough talent at wide receiver that if AR plays a good game, that that should be enough for Florida to score enough points. Um, I'm interested to see what Florida's defense does. I think that they um, just made so many critical mental mistakes last year that if that's something that got cleaned up in the offseason, this defense can look a lot better in a hurry because talent was never was never the issue. Yeah, I do worry about Florida's defense a little bit um, in this game. I think the offense is is more of a known, even though Anthony Richardson was very like up and down last year. What do you, I mean, this is a quarterback was. that played 33 plays total. I don't, I, I mean, we know what we saw out of him, but the reality is he played almost nothing last year. So I think that 33 plays, is that right? That's what I read. 33 plays last year. No, no. He had 64 passing attempts. Okay. Well, last year. Then we're going to have to correct Billy because yeah. he definitely talked about. Yeah. Uh, he had he had 50, 51 rushing attempts and 64 passing attempts. So that's like 105. And then obviously he, ha he handed the ball so off. So two games two. if you, you know. Um, uh, yeah, seven. Because I feel like they just didn't. I just feel like they didn't give him much. He, um, did, he was hurt a lot of the season. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was, that was a big he, part of it, he, but they, yeah, he's I, green. He's incredibly green. He's incredibly talented. We don't know what we have, right? We know that he's an athletic freak. We know that he has a cannon. We don't really know his football IQ yet. That's going to be something that, that, you know, we're going to see transpire over. Okay. 33. So it's actually 38 completions. So what I'm, the quote I'm probably remembering is 33 completions uh, what it's actually 38 completions, 64 attempts. Um, you know, that's, and then he had three the season before. 
Yeah, it'll um, like it, I said, it'll it'll be interesting lot. to see how he reacts to that. I don't think Utah's strength is is their defense by any means, right? But so I, think I read with, that they're very susceptible to QB runs, um, which is interesting because that should be a strength of ARs. I think both of these teams are going to want are they're gonna be run first teams, right? Um UF has a good stable of running backs. They should uh, be able to carry the ball on the ground, but then they also have AR, which if you're utilizing him in the right way, you are utilizing his feet, right? Like that is a strength of his. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm interested. I'm excited. I feel like we really don't know a whole lot, um, but I'm excited to see. I think that I, I honestly feel better about Florida's defense than I do about Florida's offense. So that's interesting to hear you say. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I just think Utah's offense is really good. I mean, Florida's defense wasn't great last year by any means. Right. Um, and so, like, I don't know that they've done enough to – that I don't know I – mean, uh, that I think if those things get cleaned up, this defense gets better fast. And I also think that they were put in terrible positions a lot of the time. Some of the schemes that Florida ran last year were awful. So yeah. getting better defensive coaching, cutting down on mental mistakes, the talent is there. This, is, this, this should be a much more talented defense than Utah has offense. That doesn't mean that that's um, how it will play out. But talent-wise, individual player-wise, if you're talking Jimmy and Joe's, Florida has more on defense. Yeah, I think it's can Florida's um, defensive line stop the run, right? Mm -hmm. I know there's some questions about defensive tackle depth for UF. Right. And so it's – I think, yeah, Florida, Florida has more talent. Yeah. But it's where your weaknesses are as opposed to another yeah. strengths, right? Right. I think right. rising I mean, is really, really good. And, he is and could, uh, and could cause a lot of problems for if they can't get after him. Like if the pass rush can't get after him, yeah, that's bad Utah news has, for Florida. Look, Cameron no, Rising is a great broken. quarterback. They've got explosive yeah. running backs, and they have really, really good tight end play. I think that um, Utah's O line, at least last year, was pretty susceptible to um, the pass rush. And so, if Florida's defensive line can step up and play well, that is an area that they should be able to impact um but i mean utah's gonna score their points i think but i i personally am less concerned about florida's defense than i am about florida's offense and i think that that's more than anything because it's just such an unknown when you have a quarterback who is so green it's it could be amazing right we just literally don't know yet and that's part of the that's part of the worry too right like so florida's strength you hope is anthony richardson right, right. like i think everybody everybody is banking on that being the strength. Sure, sure. Where Utah doesn't have a great defense. And mm-hmm. so if Anthony Richardson is a strength, then they will be pretty successful. Right. If I mean, he's, as if he he's goes, hot and cold, so goes this if team, he's, right? Yeah. If Anthony if Richardson does not have a good game, Florida doesn't beat Utah. I don't, yeah. uh, I mean, and that, that, and that's going to be the same in every single game this entire season, right? Anthony, Florida needs Anthony Richardson to perform. Florida is hinging their season's success on him. And now that Miller is out with a thumb that he had surgery on, like there's not even anybody back there, right? So no. AR needs to stay healthy and he needs to perform to the level that people think that he is capable of performing. Do you think they're more conservative with him running the ball because of that? Yes, because if he gets no. injured, they're screwed. No. 
at least that, at the uh, beginning a, until they see, you know, what else they have out there. And I mean, this isn't going to be a game where you see a backup more than likely. Right. Unless, you know, God he forbid right, an injury. Yeah, like that would right. be the only way. That's so, uh, so you don't know what you've got back there either, but you don't yeah. even know what you and have your think, starting quarterback yet. I think as you get later in the year, your chance of, I mean, just by way of playing games, your chance of losing him for multiple games goes down because you have less games to play. Well, so you may see them get more aggressive there, right? Like, but, And only, they also you know, may have to, right? Like I, I don't, they're not going to not get aggressive like to not win a game. I don't, right. but they're not. But to I don't start think, the game. Yeah. I wouldn't have him run in every start, other play. Ev- right. No, but I, I think, you know, g- in general, you only show what you need to, right? You only push the, w- the envelope as much as you need to, to win a game in general, when you have the entire season behind you. Um, but you know, I, it's, I think that stadium is going to be rocking. I think that if AR, this is the friendliest crowd AR is going to see all year long. It should be incredibly uh, loud and really difficult for a Utah team that is not used to playing in a scenario like this. Like all of the uh, added things are in Utah or excuse me, are in Florida's favor. All the things that, you know, outside factors. So if you can't pull off the upset here, it's going to get harder as the season goes on when you're going into way more hostile environments with outside factors you can't control that are not in your favor. Yeah. Now, it's a big one. It's a big one to start off the tenure. If you lose this one, mm-hmm. I think it's very much like, and we'll we'll transition to some, some Florida State stuff here, but if you lose this one, it's very much like Florida State losing to LSU. It makes the Louisville game mm-hmm. a must win. Well, I think if Florida loses to Utah, not a must win in like, oh, Napier's career or anything like that. But Florida then, the, another team from Kentucky, Florida can't lose a Kentucky game. Like you can't no, start 0-2. I, starting 0-2 so, would be really bad for, on a lot of fronts, not just for you know the mental state of this team, but also for recruiting, which has recruiting really would be turned terrible. a corner and people are buying what Napier's selling. But it, this he is, hasn't shown any products on the field yet. So right. and what, it's got to What match, makes it right? tough? is I think we both picked Tennessee to win the game. We did. Right? So Florida will come back home and beat USF, right? Even if right. Or they'll stay at home, right? The Kentucky games they stay at home. home. But if they, they start 0-2, beat USF, and they have to go to Tennessee. Now, not not saying they couldn't beat Tennessee. I think they'll right. be in that game. I think No, I mean, I always said that's start, a toss-up game. I did pick Tennessee, but I think that that's an incredibly close ball game. But if you start 1-3. and three, Not great. Hard not to climb good. out of that hole, and right? It is hard Especially to for recruiting, because so many kids in recruiting well, decide earlier and earlier and earlier. And this is what it reminds me of. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not comparing these coaches in the long term. Mm-hmm. But what it reminds me of. I love that you preface that because that means whatever well, comes I know that, your mouth is asked. Well, I just proceed. I just I think the situations mm-hmm. would be similar. Okay. But I didn't want you to take it as like I was saying that these are exactly the same people. Right. But when Taggart got here, there was a lot of recruiting momentum. He had a he had close to a top 10 class going into that Virginia Tech game. National spotlight. Everybody watching. Huge matchup. They lay an egg and lose. They lose the next week. They beat Samford, but they start out one and three, and he loses all of the recruiting momentum. Now, Florida State never got it picked back up. They won five games that year, and they were just bad. Florida right. would have a chance to crawl out of that, but your sure. margin for crawling out of that is very, very difficult. I mean, the schedule doesn't get easier you, as you go on. Right. You're going to lose. If you if you lose those first three games, I think we can all say you're probably going to lose to A&M. You're probably going to lose to right. Georgia. There's a right. good chance you lose to LSU. 
Right. Maybe you lose you the crap shoots, with, you definitely yeah. lose the games that you should lose. So I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I right. think they beat Utah. So like, I'll, yeah. I'll just preface the whole thing by saying, I think they win. Sure. But that's, that's the scenario that it reminds me of. Taggart right. came in with a lot of hype, a lot of recruiting prowess. It was doing a very good job from all intent purposes. And then the games got played, right? Right. All the all kids right. decommitted, the losses piled up sure. and he could just never pull out of that tailspin. I think Napier will be successful long-term. Mm-hmm. I think he could start one and three and I'd still say, I think he'll be successful long-term sure. just because I think he's, that caliber of coach. Yeah. But that's just kind of the situation it reminds me of. That wasn't such a hot set. Like I had to preface no, a lot. I, I, a, you a my head hot take. I, I think, don't think that's, what's going to happen. I'm just telling you right. if it did, that's right. How I see it playing out. I mean, listen, if Florida starts one and three recruiting more than likely takes a hit, regardless of how Napier, uh, continues on his tenure at Florida, whether he goes on to win five national championships or ends up fired in three years or whatever. If he starts one and three, there will be guys that jump ship. That is kind of the nature of the beast. That does, I, I don't see that happening. I think that they have prepared too well. I think that they are too talented. And I think that I think a worst case scenario is more likely three and one. Um, I think that there's an outside possibility. It's four and oh, right? Like I, if, if Florida beats Utah and Kentucky, sure as heck, I'm coming on here telling you they're beating Tennessee. So that Tennessee loss prediction in what I said would be the closest game of the season if they do lose is totally out the window and a way too early preseason pick if they beat Utah and Kentucky, especially if it's convincingly, right? I don't think that that Tennessee team does not have more talent than Florida has. I think that they've played longer together. I think that they've been coached by their coaching staff longer together. That is where that edge, plus you factor in Neyland Stadium. I think that's, those are the outside factors that that sway that for me at the moment. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't see them starting three and one, but yeah, that would not be great. It would not be a good kickoff to the Napier era to start three and zero, oh, and it is hard to come back by, from because the, the schedule gets crazier just from gets there. tougher yeah right um i am interested you mentioned tennessee i'm interested to see tennessee and pittsburgh um yeah. i think that's next week i don't think that's this week um but i am interested to see that i'm interested to see how they play that tennessee going yeah. on the road um to pittsburgh right i don't think pittsburgh is what they were last year mostly just because they lost their best two players one to the draft and one to usc but I do think that that's going to be kind of a fun one to watch. If Tennessee goes on the road and beats Pittsburgh in a very tough environment to play in. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I I think that says a lot about Tennessee. So at the same time, if you guys beat Utah and Kentucky, it says a lot about about that too. So Tennessee starts with ball state on Thursday night. They are the first slate of games in week one. And then, yeah, on September 10th, they, they play at Pittsburgh, who's ranked 17 um, at the moment. What I want to see from Tennessee is I want to see them start different than they have the last like five seasons. I, every time Florida plays Tennessee generally around week three, it's usually around my birthday that has uh, pushed back a week this year, but, or two weeks this year. But I think uh, Tennessee always, when we get them is like an ideal time. They uh, Florida beats them. We move on our, without, you know, through the season. And then towards the end of the year, I'm always like, Oh my God, thank God we're not playing Tennessee now because Tennessee looks so good. And I feel like that's this literally the same story every single year. So what I want to know is can Tennessee start the year 
how they've finished it the last few. I don't know where the disconnect is, but they really do improve so much as the year goes on generally, but they miss the mark at the beginning of the season every single year. So I want to know, has that changed? Has it gotten different? Yeah. I like their coach. I like their AD. I think that they're in a better position. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. You know, yeah. put I up mean, or shut up time. That's going to be, you know, interesting to watch. Y'all have a huge game this weekend as well. Florida State plays LSU. Um, I'm excited for you for this game. I don't know how often you've been to New Orleans, but New Orleans is one of my favorite cities nice. yeah. uh, in the country. I love New Orleans LSU weekend. Um, going to Baton Rouge is equally fun. That's, uh, you know, just a 45-minute dra- drive down there. It is a super crazy, intense, fun tailgating scene. That stadium is uh, outside of the swamp, my favorite stadium to go to in the country. It is so loud, so intense. Um, I It's, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for you to get to experience all that. Oh, it's in but it, so it's in New Orleans. I agree though. Baton Rouge, the loudest. Oh, I didn't realize you weren't actually yeah. going to Tiger Stadium. Oh, sorry. No. So I've been to Tiger Stadium. Well, I've been to one game there, but I've been to Tiger Stadium a couple of times. I went in 2016 when Alabama played them, and I okay. sat in the end zone. Okay, I think Jalen Hurts's yeah, Jalen Hurts's feet were in the end zone when he threw an interception. Now he threw like 30 yards down the field, so uh-huh. LSU intercepted around their own 30, and that was the first drive of the game. And I was down in that end zone. We had pretty good, pretty good seats, right? Like close, but on an end. I've never heard anything that loud in my life. Like I was there when Florida played Auburn and um, the kid like took off down the sideline and the place just went berserk. I've been at top five matches at Doak. I was there when Clemson played Notre Dame in overtime. Like I've, I've, I've been to some some fun stuff. One of the Tigers college stadiums and it's so freaking loud. I mean, so loud. It was like shaking. Yeah. Like I've, I've been in loud fun. crowds. They're not playing in that. It was um, legit. I think it's good for the team. Oh, it Sucks is. I mean, but it's, it's, yeah. it's an experience though. Like it is a, it's a once in a lifetime experience. I they think. also have no. the best tailgate scene that I've ever been to. Now I've been, never been to the um, Grove, but they have the best I, tailgate scene that I've ever seen. Like it's incredible. I think um, it's good. I think, um, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, you know, I'm slightly traumatized. One year, somebody shook up a beer and poured it all, all over me. Another year, uh, sounds like a regular night for you. There's been a there's <laughs> I've been assaulted by Tiger fans multiple oh, years yikes. there. So uh, I don't know how I feel about it being the best. But I'll tell you this: their alumni are incredibly friendly. You don't want to walk down the side where the students tailgate. They are not so friendly. But the alumni from LSU are incredibly uh, kind-hearted and friendly at the very least until kickoff. Yeah. So excited to get there. Florida State is a two and a half point underdog, just like Florida is a two and a half point underdog this weekend. Right. Um, It's interesting to me that that spread is as close as it is. Same. Um, Same. Again, Vegas misses at times, Mm -hmm. but all other times they're really, really good. Like the spread finished at 41 for the uh, FSU Duquesne yeah. game. And it was, a I mean, it's almost win. like they're paid to do this. So um, I don't know. I think that Florida state, my takeaway from the game is I honestly think it, it's, it's a close game and whoever has the ball last has a great chance to win it. Right. I think that Florida state, it would not shock me if FSU got out to a little bit of a lead um, and started a little faster just because it's a new era with Brian Kelly Florida State had the tune-up game. Florida State had the warm-up. It would not shock me if Florida State went to the half, 
with something like a 13 to 7 or 17 to 10, some kind of lead like that. I think that things tighten up incredibly in the second half. I think LSU roars back, and it really comes down to can Florida State hold them off, or does LSU get all the way back over the hump and take the lead? If they take the lead, I think they end up winning. If they don't, I think Florida – obviously, if they don't take the lead, I like Florida State to hold on. Obviously, it could go a number of different ways, but I do think Florida State starts well in this game. I think they started well in a lot of games last year, and it was you know second halves that kind of were their doom, right? Clemson, Florida. Um, they kept things close in the first half a lot of games. They jumped out to a big yeah. lead against BC, jumped out to a big lead against Miami. And so I like Florida State to start somewhat quickly in this game. I just don't know if they can sustain it for a full 60 minutes. Right. Um, that said, you don't have to sustain it for a full 60 minutes. You just have to be better than your opponent. And so if Florida State's offensive line can hold up against their otherworldly defensive line, if Florida State's cornerbacks can hold up against their otherworldly wide receivers, then I, I like matchups in other places. I think that Jordan Travis is a better quarterback than Nussmeyer or Jaden Daniels. I don't worry about that at all. Um, I think that Florida State's running backs are really, really good. Um, I think that Florida State's defensive line will give LSU's offensive line trouble. But LSU's strengths are at wide receiver and defensive line. Mm -hmm. And Florida State's, I don't know if I call them weaknesses, but my two biggest areas of concern are our offensive line, health reasons, and our secondary. And yeah. so does does it does LSU take advantage of our strengths better or do we take advantage of their weaknesses better, right? Cuz I, I do think Florida State's defensive line does really really well against LSU's offensive line. I think Jordan Travis has a nice day against their secondary. It was one of Anthony Richardson's better games when he was on um last year. And so I, I think that um LSU has a game starter, right? Is that their that's a tactical they advantage haven't. that they're going for is that uh, i guess i i guess i if that's the way they want to spin hmm. that but yeah i i their defense doesn't worry me as much i think it's you know their defensive line is good but if we can protect right i think we'll be in good shape there if we can't it's gonna be a long long day um so i think it'll be close i think that it'll go down to the wire and um you know, hopefully we get lucky and, and come out with a win. I don't expect a win, but I don't expect to get blown out. Like I, I honestly see it. I see it going one of three ways. I think that it's a close LSU win. It's a close Florida state win or Florida state wins by like 10 or so. Like I don't see LSU winning this game by like 17 points or anything. See, like I'm that. exactly the opposite. I, if, if it's not close, I think it's because LSU um, blew out. Florida I just don't state. think I, mean, I just don't think their offense can do that. I just don't. With Jay Daniels um, there, they're just I, – I I don't – they've got five offensive linemen that have never started a game and then a transfer quarterback who is just I mean, not very They've good. got wide receivers that have been, you know, incredibly consistent and good from them. And Florida State's defense has gotten torched the last couple seasons by good wide receivers of their opponents. And so I think that that's, you know uh, – uh, an advantage for LSU. I think uh, LSU's offensive line um, – is probably a weak spot only because they're breaking in a lot of new guys. Um, so that'll be kind of an interesting go thing to watch. I'm pretty sure that their left tackle is a true freshman. True freshman I don't know if yeah. they ended up, did they end up like finalizing that that was the case? I had read a couple weeks ago that he was leading for the job, but um, you know, and this is, 
the new start to the Brian Kelly era, right? So LSU is looking to make a statement win. It's a home game for them. I don't, I mean, I don't know if FSU sold out their half of the allotment of tickets or how that'll work, but anything that's sold on the street more than likely is going to be an LSU fan. Um, it's the, those guys are going to all have their family in attendance. It's, it's going to feel like a home game for LSU more than likely. Um, but I, I still feel like Norvell's an unknown kind of at this point. And Florida state is, even though we're heading into what, this is his third year uh, we're heading into for Norvell. We still have not seen a whole lot. Right. And if LSU, LSU finished seven and six, and that was good enough to get a new head coach. So do they finish seven and six or six and seven? I would have to Google it, but regardless, yeah, they, better than that is the goal because you got a new coach. And I think that if you hit that for, for Florida state, you're kind of right where people expect you to be. So I think the ceiling is higher for this season for this LSU team, but I think that the unknowns are, you know, are maybe greater too, but I'm excited yeah. for this matchup. They, I, you know, they don't play that often. I think like six or seven times total ever. Um, and it's it's fun, even though it's really stressful for for these programs to start with such a marquee game. It's fun for us as fans to get to see these matchups that we don't normally uh, get to see. Yeah, um, I I agree. I think that I mean I don't agree on all of that, but I do think it's going to be a fun um, opportunity. I think that one thing for all of his shortcomings, I think that one thing Norvell does is get his team up for games. Yeah. Even games that they really shouldn't yeah. be in. They were a 17-point dog to North Carolina last year. They went in and blew them out. They were a dog to Miami last year. They won that game. They were a big dog to Clemson and had a lead with three minutes to go. Sure. Um, so I, I think you know they were a big dog uh, to Notre Dame to start the year. Football Power Index gives LSU a 72.5% chance at a victory in a week one opener. That uh, – that's kind of interesting for as close as the line is that, uh, you know, 72 and a half point is what the computers are saying point uh, percentage shot basically. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting. And, you know, people love or hate the FPI yeah. um, projections. Again, I think that typically you're going to see like Vegas, you know, be a little bit more accurate than the FPI. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, I, I would lean LSU here. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, think it's a I really think LSU wins. Anyway. I don't. Uh, no. I, 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 I well, would not be surprised by. Team. I would not be surprised by a close game. Unless I you could be, be playing the twelve surprised. disciples, and you'd be like, "Nah, sorry, oh. SEC." Well, the twelve <laughs> sorry, disciples Jesus. would be playing for the <laughs> SEC. I'm sure. Did you not understand that the, that God is an, S- an SEC fan? Have you not watched the last twentyish years? But I, uh, I think it's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, you forgot um, you started it too. I mean, I definitely forgot that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I could see it going either way though. Well, it wouldn't we... shock me if FSU won. Like what's your percent? Like you, what's your score for this game? Hmm. That's a hard one. I honestly don't know that it's going to be that, that high score scoring of a game. I'm thinking like, 28-21 or 28-24, something like that. And what's your, like, what would your percent confidence be? Mm, oh, I'm 75% sure LSU wins. Let's do some picks and get out of here. Let's do it. All right. Utah is a two and a half point favorite against UF. Um, 
I know you're going to pick UF here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think UF wins this game too, so I'll go on that side. Right. We're going to disagree on LSU. I'll go Florida State to cover oh. the spread. At and two I think and a half LSU points. covers the two-and-a-half point spread. No. I actually – if LSU wins, I actually think they win that, but I like the value on the FSU side. Okay, here's a big one. Ohio State is a 17-and-a-half point favorite against Notre Dame. So this is a wild one to me, and I know we talk about how Vegas usually gets things right, but I just feel like that is a really big spread, right? Like that. I, so I don't think Notre Dame wins, but I think Notre Dame covers. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State to cover just to be different. Okay. Um, Pittsburgh's a seven and a half point favorite against West Virginia. I like Pittsburgh here. I like Pittsburgh too. Okay. And then UGA is a 17 point favorite against Oregon. That just seems way too high for me. No. I don't, but I still like UGA there. I, I I don't believe that Oregon can do it. No, I don't think so. I that spread is much more believable to me than the Ohio State Notre Dame spread. I think I think Georgia covers the spread. So you'll at least get three of these right because we picked together on three of them, and then we'll see what the other two what ends up happening between the other two. Um, I cannot wait to come back here next week. I hope I'm wrong twice, and I hope that uh. Utah wins and FSU wins, obviously. But are you going to the game? I am. I'm going to the game. Okay. I'm super excited to be there. Uh, see Napier's very first home game. I've been at the last, gosh, since since Spurrier's first game, every home game of head coaches. So uh, would not break the streak now. I'm excited to get back in our seats and see the crowd. I I think that we're going to see some really good football and. I am here for it. I am excited. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204 for their support, sponsoring the podcast. We'll be back next. It'll probably be Wednesday next week, just for what it's worth. Maybe Tuesday, but you got with, all this, uh, like, with Labor Day. that I don't know about? Or? Well, the game being on Sunday, i got to travel back on Monday. So right. it may just push everything back a week. So we'll see. If we can get well, Tuesday and we'll do Tuesday. Y'all know if where not, to find me. We'll figure it out. Um, all right. Just delay the talk you guys about lose. your loss and my win. Is that? <sighs> I'm definitely screen recording that. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Go Knowles.